Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. Hello, everybody. We are back with our Dear Homes Mystery by Mail series uh, covering the November 2022 mystery. Uh, we've got the final solution, the final answer to um, the mystery of the purloined astrolabe. Indeed, um, we do. Indeed, we do. And do not worry; your cal- your calendars are correct. Uh, although this is the November mystery, we are uh, indeed solving this in January of 2023. Oh well, that's how, that's it, goes. how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, yeah. So you know, is 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 Finnegan kaput, or <laughs> is the constable a collaborator? Are the professors what's a P word? Um <laughs> guilty uh... <laughs> is the charwoman in trouble? <laughs> um I like to torture a pot as much as possible. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> Not really is the um is the chimney sweep all covered in crime dust <laughs> uh, crime spelled with these... a ch thank you <laughs> uh all these mysteries and more should be answered uh in this um letter from everyone's famous uh favorite um consulting detective famous favorite famous favorite famous and famous favorite absolutely <laughs> those are two right, different things taken... right Taking two months to get this to get to this point, uh, for whatever reason, the service is slow slash the USPS is slow. But we do have this. Uh, we have not read this letter yet, so uh, it's going to be new to us. We will learn as you learn, dear listener. It's called communal learning. And yeah, do you like to learn together? Yes, because that's all we're going to do. Let's all co-learn together. Co-learn, co-learn. Let us co-learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Justin, take it away. Shall I? Uh, shall I begin? All right. Please. So I guess uh, we're gonna read this thing, and bada bing, bada boom, and then we're going to, uh, you know, discuss. Um, hey, sounds like a plan. All right. So at the top, we have a bird, and we have ratio vero, which I'm sure is the perfect pronunciation. And it means something like reason rules, right? You looked that up, so I'll credit yes, you for I that. Did. Good job. Research. Okay, Sherlock Holmes, 221-B, Baker Street, London, England, 8 May, 1895. Only a few days after the last letter. All right. And this letter is addressed to Mr. Finnegan. Dear Mr. Finnegan. Here we go. This evening, I completed my inquiry into the problem of the stolen astrolabe and presented my findings to the constabulary. Oh, boy. Never a paragon of efficiency. They were even more hesitant than usual to accept my findings in this matter for reasons that will be clear in a moment. <laughs> Nevertheless, <Please wait. laughs> Mr. Tierney assures me that your freedom will be restored in a day or so. In the interim, here are the circumstances that led to your detention and how I came to discover them. Wait, wait, don't you? Okay. Uh, From the instant I read your first letter, I knew that Moriarty would play a role in the solution. Oh, really? 
But until I had all of the facts at my dis- what at my disposal, I could not understand how. Your letter presented a few possible theories as to who was responsible. The first and most obvious concerned the charwoman, Elsie Northcott, who had discovered and reported the theft, but she had no discernible connection to Moriarty. Really? <laughs> this is what it's... Okay. And every possible opportunity to pilfer the astrolabe at some more convenient time, uh, free of watchful eyes, Uh, Good point. We said that. There was also no sense in her making such a fuss upon discovering the crime if she were guilty. Mm -hmm. The next theory was that one or both of your former colleagues, Mackin Butchert and Ken Gorwid, were responsible. They seemed unnervingly eager to deflect blame towards you. Their unusual wealth and penchant for vice suggested (laughs) that they may have been more familiar with your former employer than they were willing to admit. And what? their willingness, yeah, I know, right? This is like, wait, are you serious? And their willingness to leave Miss Northcott alone when a criminal was in the vicinity betrayed a disregard for the threat. Ooh, My final suspicion was that you were guilty and that for amusement or, or to support your defense, you were plaguing me for a fool. Your description of the astrolabe, which you'd claimed only superficial knowledge of, was carefully detailed, almost covetous. Still, nothing was certain. So, I wrote the constable in charge of the case, Bentley Sallow, requesting further information. Shortly afterwards, Sallow wrote back. He described that no finger marks or remnants of fabric had been found near the shattered display case and that a small stone, brown speckled with verdigris, had been left in its place. He also found soot marks in the vicinity. Sallow noted that he found this curious in light of a discrepancy in your interview. You had claimed that you hadn't been able to find work in months, yet interviewing the local innkeeper, the constable had learned that you'd been working steadily as a chimney sweep. Uh Sallow also shared with me that you'd caused quite a stir at Adelard the day before the theft. With his letter in hand, I... Really? Wait, what does that even mean? I don't remember that. Okay. With the letter le- that Solo wrote to Sherlock? Is that what he's saying? No, Salo shared with me that you'd, meaning Finnegan, had caused quite a stir at Adelard the day before the theft. Like, really? That's like when the tour was, but we never heard a stir. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I like, you're saying. Okay, you're saying... Uh, you're you're having an issue with that part okay yeah, yeah, yeah. i just so I, don't, I don't know from Salo's letter that there was a disturbance yeah i don't remember that ever being mentioned so i'm just kind of like okay i need to look at letter two where it was Salo writing must be, yeah we'll go back to that but maybe he's saying because the you know he did see finnegan did see mac and ken there right is and that the stir? To to them. i guess okay. that's quite a stir but okay Active, I guess. Okay, okay, okay. That was just the first time I was like, what? Okay. Uh, with his letter in hand, I felt a growing sense that I needed a man I could trust to investigate on my behalf. So I dispatched Mr. Tierney to Cheshire. When I received the envelope with letters from him and yourself, I realized that I had overlooked a theory which cast Constable Sallow's letter in an, in a, in an entirely different light. Recounting your arrest, you had informed me that a copper locket 
had been found in your chamber with a small ruby enclosed, an elegant engraving, elegant engraving, and a series of numbers scratched more crudely along its bottom. This brought to mind your description of Constable Sallow on the day he first took you to the station. He had been holding a cigarette case with numbers etched on its sides as well. I posit the constable purchased both, that cigarette case and the locket used to support your arrest. From Mr. Neil Rayburn, who he recently asked to, quote, engrave something for a sweetheart. <laughs> the case against Sallow suffered for a moment the same flaw as that against Miss Northcott. With full access to the university grounds, I could not understand why he would steal the astrolabe in such an indiscreet manner. Regardless, Mr. Tierney's interviews suggested he was worthy of further inspection. If, as my associate had discovered, Cheshire is now home to only one pawnbroker, Sallow, too, would have learned this when he, quote, visited them both, as he claimed. Mr. Rayburn proceeded to confirm Sallow's lie when he said that nobody had been in his shop since May the 1st. Again, not a great cause for alarm until reading the rest of Mr. Tierney's notes. Okay, I'm slightly confused, but let's go on. <laughs> okay, me too. Uh, um, <laughs> his interviews with you and your former friend, Mag, convinced me of not only your innocence and that of Butchard and Gorwood, but also of Sallow's guilt. The information we found on your former colleague suggested that neither would have a motive to steal the astrolabe. And if you, Mr. Finnegan, were the thief, then why would you, already imprisoned, have agreed with this notion? Wait, what? No oh, oh. Wait, with what notion? Hold on, I lost. Let's start again, yeah. Okay. His interviews with you and your former friend, Matt, convinced me of not only your innocence and that of Butchard and Gorwood, but also of Sallow's guilt. The information we found on your former colleagues suggested that neither would have a motive to steal the astrolabe. And if you, Mr. Finnegan, were the thief, then why would you, already imprisoned, have agreed with this notion? <laughs> I still don't the notion this. that Finnegan is the thief? Yeah. <laughs> that can't be right. That doesn't make any sense. So he's saying, I, my interviews with you and your former friend, Mac, convinced me not only that you're... He's saying Finnegan's innocence... Yeah. And Mac innocence, but also Ken and wait. Ken and Mac, Mac, right? Isn't, isn't Mac, Mac one of Mac the... is butcher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's wait. What you're His interviews convinced that of your innocence and that of He's butcher. Just saying, I, yeah, okay, yeah. It, it makes yeah. sense. Okay. But so so Max innocent so Butcher to Gorwit and Finnegan are innocent, but also of Solo's guilt. Okay, the constable's yeah. guilt. The information yeah. we found on your former colleague suggests that neither would have a motive to steal the astrolabe. Okay, and if you, Mr. Finnegan, were the thief, then why... If you were the thief, then why would you, already in prison, have agreed with this notion? Maybe I need to read on. Maybe it'll make sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm still lost, but here we go. Yes, you may have been attempting some sort of manipulation, but your final statements indicated that you were unaware of a large part of the constable's accusation that you had allegedly left tracks in the eighth atrium made of soot from your work as a chimney sweep. Your ignorance to this seems strange and even stranger once I noticed that Sallow was the only one claiming he saw the soot marks. Knowing this, I hastily dispatched another trusted associate, Ned Loudy, to dig deeper. Only two days... <laughs> 
Let's get loudy over here. <laughs> loudy, loudy. Okay. <laughs> Time to get loudy. <laughs> There's your Elmore Leonard crime thriller. Get loudy. <laughs> I love it. Loudy's on the case. Digging deeper. Get ready. Yes. Um, <laughs> only two days later, I received a letter from Mr. Loudy delivering the final piece of information I would need to call for Salo's immediate arrest and your release from prison. Loudy's report, unbeknownst to him, indicated that Constable Bentley Salo had lied on more than one occasion in his attempts to incriminate you for his own crimes and for what he believed was an underlying connection to Professor James Moriarty. By the time I was reading Laddie's letter, I had, as he predicted, learned of the rediscovered astrolabe. What I had not learned was that the constable himself had, quote, located it. More illuminating still were Laddie's exchanges with the staff at Adelard. And thus ends page two. Okay, am I reading now? If you wish. I'll continue if you want. Why don't you continue? Because I'm okay. in the, my brain is trying to piece it all together. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm barely able to listen, so I need your brain. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, the Chancellor, Gerald Tagg, verified that Sallow was provided with the names of anticipated visitors, which would have made him aware of Mr. Finnegan's visit prior to the theft. Meanwhile, Butchard's statement suggested that Sallow himself had reminded the two Adelaide professors of Finnegan's visit as he questioned them. Based on Butchard's comments, Sallow also lied about having heard nothing on the day of the crime. The charwoman's interview only added to the suspicion as her account of the incident made it clear that Sallow lied about, quote, no remnants of fabric having been left behind. This, I surmise, is because he tore the cuff of his shirt, breaking open the glass case. Mm -hmm. This, too, explains why Butchard and Gorwood found him, quote, fixated on his shirt sleeve on the day of the robbery and why the constable initially accused you of tearing his cuff. Finally, Northcott's statements indicated that Sallow himself had, quote, discovered the piece of copper left in place of the astrolabe, yet, according to Sallow's versions of the events, all parties had quickly noticed the stone. The bold thief was trying to slyly flaunt his own crimes before us all, as he did again when he planted the copper locket and, quote, ruby in your lodgings. Wow, I'm, okay, I'm confused. We're going to have to read that paragraph again. There's a lot <laughs> happening. There's a lot happening there, yeah. I became confident that he planted the locket shortly after reading Lauti's interviews with Mr. Rayburn and Wicks. Mr. Rayburn, as I noted, revealed that Sal had visited him and earlier in the week when the constable had claimed, wait, not early, sorry, that Sal had visited him not earlier in the week uh, when the constable had claimed, but recently to request an engraving. Had Mr. Tierney visited, oh, I should have checked that. Had Mr. Tierney visited the pawnbroker later in the day on May 4th, he might have learned of this visit. Ah, okay. As for Mr. Wicks, he revealed that Sallow brought in, quote, a number of rubies. Also on May 4th, the morning before your arrest. This explains why Sallow failed to interrogate you, quote, at dawn, as he wrote that he would. More importantly, fuck. More importantly, it tells me he was in possession of the Astrolabe's rubies, which had been pried off. 
His visit to Wix was likely intended as a way of determining which, quote, Ruby was worth the least and thereby most worthy of being relinquished as evidence against you. That's why he was so glad. Given all that Mr. Sallow knew and said about the both of you, about the both of you, about, about him and Finnegan, Sallow and Finnegan. Oh, okay. Okay. I theorize that the man grew obsessed over time with finding a criminal connection between you and Moriarty. He was convinced that you had escaped justice and bitter to see you free. What? Well, I'm confused. So he's saying this is premeditated. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. He knew he was coming, so I guess, yeah, I guess he's saying he planned it from... He already knew who he was before he knew he was coming. Yeah. And he's like, ah, he didn't get enough justice. I'm gonna do this thing. Okay. <laughs> he was convinced he had escaped justice and bitter to see you free. And being able to cleverly profit from the ordeal would have only made it more enticing. Once, okay, that's that's like, that's a motive. Once he has been arrested, I expect it'll become easier to start dispelling the foul air around your re reputation. Still, I understand there remains the issue of your present circumstances. I know that you are perilously low on funds, so I have forwarded some money to you for a train ticket to London. Though institutions of higher learning are obsessed with their own reputations, often at the expense of others, I hope to discuss some matters with you once you arrive. I cannot promise it will be a conventional form of employment, but I can assist you in finding a new career outside of manual labor. I know several men in need of an individual with your skills, all with no qualms about hiring someone with your unfortunate connection. My brother Mycroft's work for the government also requires a team of skillful mathematicians who advise on countless matters related to national security. We can discuss the matter in depth in person, but please bear in mind the, confiden the confidential nature of this work Refrain from discussing my offer to the public. I look forward to finally meeting you. My very best regards, Sherlock Holmes, consulting detective. Wow. All right. All well, right. okay. We 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 got a complete dear Holmes mystery here. Okay. So I, I it might be nice to just at some point and we can either start there, just talk about the experience overall before we get into what this letter said. <laughs> um, uh, right, because I feel like there's some parts we got to reread. Yeah. Oh yeah. The first thing that just strikes me overall with this letter, though, in terms of the context of you know the service, right, that we're reading letters from Sherlock Holmes and his contemporaries, um, and maybe I'm just thinking of the Holmes interpretations I've seen in other things. But this last part where he offers him to help him find work seems very un-Sherlock Holmes-like. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, did that did that come up weird to you? It was not just like, hey, let me tell you, let me solve this case and make sure you're not in prison. But also let me like go an extra step and get you a job. Yeah. I just thought that, that was actually surprising that he tried to make this life, this guy's life better then he found him, which I yeah. think I'm, I'm used to seeing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Like, he's going like... to give him time. He's going to go. He's going to invite the guy to talk to you. know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. one thing to be like, oh, I'll pass you along the Mycroft. But it's like, I'm going to meet you. And we're going to we're going to talk about this. Like, I'm like, really, Sherlock? Is this the Holmes? OK. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that just that's that stood out to me just because it 
it wasn't just solving the case. It was this extra bit about the personality of this Holmes here that we're reading. Yeah, I mean, I think whoever wrote this felt like they needed to address the injustice that this guy, like, couldn't get a job, you know, yeah. for this, like, unfair reason. But, yeah, it does seem like it involves... Because Sherlock's writing the letter, like, the solution is going to have to come through that letter. And, yeah, like, I don't Even know. More than just, they could have stopped with, I once uh, Swallow is, is arrested... You know, it'll become easier to dispel the foul air around your reputation. And he could just say, I'm sure you'll be able to land a job in a few months or something. You know, like I expected them to leave it there versus going to the next step and like, I'm actually going to get you hired somewhere. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's interesting. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean, I'm not like deeply familiar with, the, you know, the Sherlock Holmes thing. I mean, I've seen like, Mm -hmm. various interpretations um but uh yeah it does strike me as kind of kind of weird and more like yeah like closing the narrative than like something Sherlock Holmes would actually say yeah yeah um exactly. which is whatever it's fine yeah. um so you know I mean we have to we're, we're gonna have to like go through some of these details a little more carefully but you know, in general, I'll say that I think we caught most of the clues here. Like, I remember yeah. specifically talking about almost all these things that he pointed out. I Yeah, there's something big they left out, right? I mean, I hope I didn't miss it as I was trying to, like, listen to you. But did they, I mean, I guess he has an answer for how the astrolabe, the case got broken, right? And it's just, right? Like, it wasn't the thing we thought where, like, Max Music... No, hit a note and it broke the thing, and then it was just a nope. of opportunity. No, he was no, actually no, no, premeditated. He was yeah. gonna steal this thing and pin it on Finnegan. Yeah, uh, and that's how he tore his uh, his cuff. And, and so they're saying he's saying that he just he 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 bought the 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 brown rock with verdigree from the pawn shop. Uh, is that? Is that the answer? I guess that's the question is is why is the rock there? We that was a question we had. Did he did he figure that out? Like I I as I was reading it, I thought they were revealing that like there there never was a rock there. Am I am I wrong? Okay. That that's no, what I, I started thought, thinking. I thought, no, I thought they said there was a rock. Let me see. So bottom of page one looks like you're talking about. So shortly afterwards, Sala wrote back. He described that no finger finger marks or remnants of fabric had been found in the shattered display case and that a small stone brown speck with vertigree had been left in its place. He'd also found some marks. Sala noted that he found this curious in my description of the interview. Let's see. Okay. So, okay. We're talking about the work thing. Uh, I think there's another thing about the stone. Yeah, it comes back somewhere. Uh, let's see. I think when he's talking about the um pawn shop. Uh, let's see. Oh. 
Oh, here we go. Um, Norcott statements indicated that Sala himself has discovered the piece of copper left in place of the astrolabe. So Norcott statements indicated that he himself discovered it. Yet according to Sala's version of events, all parties had quickly noticed the stone. The bolt thief was trying to slyly flaunt his own crimes before us all, as he did again when he planted the copper locket and ruby in your lodgings. The bolt okay. thief slyly flaunt his own crimes before us all. By saying what? That by saying that he, he discovered the So I guess they're just saying he planted it. I I still don't understand why. Like that that thing is a weird element of the story. That's very confusing to me. Let's see, yeah, they say um Her account made it clear that Solo lied about no remnants of fabric having been left behind. Okay. He is because he tore the cuff on his shirt, breaking open the glass case. I guess with the rock. I mean, I guess it's just that simple. I think the problem is they they kept describing it with interesting adjectives. And it made it seem like that was important. Yeah. If they just said, "Hey, there's a rock there," we'd go. We wouldn't think about it, you know. We we, we wouldn't looked up how. So it was. It, you think it was used to break the thing after yeah. all? Yeah, it okay. was just used to break the thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He didn't think to steal the key from you know. Right. Right. To whatever, but uh, yeah, he he just breaks it with the rock, and I guess you know it's up to we can you know we had an idea that he got it from. The pawn shop because the guy sells stuff that's similar to that. And right. We know Solo goes to the pawn shop. I guess Sherlock just isn't making that clear where he got the rock from. Yeah, 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 yeah. I or thought there, I thought there'd be more detail about that. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah, I'm surprised in the letter it's not. It wasn't until then that I realized that Solo mm-hmm. could have easily obtained the rock from the pawn shop. Yeah. The... <laughs> Yeah, because it says he's flaunting his crimes before us all, as he did again when he planted the copper locket and ruby in your lodgings, you know? So it's like, he's he's sort of implying that the origin of the stone is the same as those things, which means, like, it's a thing yeah. he bought and then planted, you know? But he, yeah. he isn't even quite saying that he used it to break the thing, even though that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he definitely tore his cuff breaking it open. He, yeah. he would have to break it open with something. <laughs> you don't think he just used his hand, like, with the cuff over his hand, and that's how he tore it? I don't know. He would have cut his hand on the glass. There was so much glass everywhere, remember? She was like, I've never oh seen my God. so much glass. <laughs> I think so, in terms of trying to, you know, meta think about how do we solve this mystery with the details they give us, like, we were off base with the music shattering the glass. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it in that explaining why there was so much glass everywhere. It's it's so a lot simpler. Think about it's just like listen, somebody broke it with a rock. Yeah, yeah. There's just glass everywhere. That's it. Yeah. Like they were, you know, she doth protest too much. I guess. Like I mean, we had that theory at a certain point. It, it just seemed yeah. too straightforward. So it seemed like there's got to be more, and like all these other details that turned out to be red herrings. Like that's, you know, it, it seemed like we had to what, incorporate all that. Yeah. What it's a good lesson on what what to think about needs to be incorporated 
And yeah, it could just be a red herring or just an over emphasis on something that doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, like, yeah, just a weird detail. It was brown, speckled with verdigris. <laughs> it's like, why say that? Why not say it was a brown stone? The end. Yeah. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I sense. like our version of the mystery better. <laughs> I think it's more interesting, like this crime of opportunity, you know, and this guy who, like, he wants to, like, figure out, you know, I mean, they didn't really, he didn't underline it, I think, as much as our theory did, but Sherlock was basically saying that he, you know, as Constable, I guess, he didn't think that Sherlock, I mean, uh, Finnegan paid the price for his association with Moriarty. But, you know, mm-hmm. well, we, we went further and was like, oh, he's doing this because, you know, he wants to be, you know, publicly. Oh, yeah. Uh, they didn't even say that. Yeah. You know, his, his mentor or his boss, like, helped take down Moriarty. So, yeah. So he hates it. You know, he hates his academic, uh, this, this job at the university. He wants a better post. You know, like, the stuff that we went to that I thought was, like, good character work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They didn't really bring up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't even seem to matter. It it barely even explained what his motive is. It was like, yeah. it was like he wanted to pin this crime on this guy and earn a little money on the side. And, and like, if he that's can earn some money, yeah. And if he can earn some money, even better. But there yeah. wasn't, a, yeah, yeah. There wasn't like a bigger goal. I mean, honestly, this begs the question: like, is this Sherlock Holmes' letter correct? Is this actually what happened? Could Sherlock be wrong? <laughs> like, is this his surmise, sur- surmisation, surmisitude, surmisington of what happened? So I'm like, maybe he's missing some stuff. Like Sherlock's been wrong before, <laughs> so maybe there's a sixth letter, and he oh goes. God. I would- would like to amend my previous let letter. me retract the following yeah. statements yeah i mean i don't think we're supposed to take it that way but i mean can i prove that he's right i mean no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah i mean definitely our thing was more elaborate i mean we we had this as a possibility it's just yeah i don't know I, I, I think it does kind of help a bit, like to you know, it's like it's like once we once we identify those key points, like discrepancies in time. Um yeah. like I didn't quite get I got the like he said he was going at dawn, but he went in the evening. But I what I didn't do was say like, well, what was he doing in that time? You know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and what does he like say he was I should have thought about that. Uh yeah, it's uh let's see. Uh as for Mr. Wicks, he revealed that Sallow brought in a number of rubies also on May 4th, the morning before your arrest. This explains why Sallow failed to interrogate Yuko de Dawn as he wrote he would. So I guess that's when the the ruby uh, thing happened, when he brought the rubies in to the jeweler. At dawn? Uh, well, it says the morning, you know, so I, I guess, you know, yeah. <laughs> At dawn or thereafter, but the point is he was occupied in the morning, so it doesn't quite explain what he did all day. Interrogation, interrogation and didn't go to the jeweler? Like, it seems like he could have, but uh, not according to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, the rubies were like the biggest smoking gun. Like, once that happened, it was like, 
yeah. a story where the constable's not involved is going to be like really convoluted, you know. Yeah. And you know, based on this and, and the previous ones that uh, that we read, like these answers are not like really complicated, you know. No, like it's they're it's, not. It's they're really not just like, about oh, in the third letter in the fourth paragraph, the person misspelled the letter, you know, or yeah. like use this iambic pentameter, which means that they were the, you know, yeah, it's not super detailed. Uh, yeah, like we noticed that cuff thing in the first letter and we're like, okay, what's the deal with this? And we noticed the engravings, right? The, the number yeah. engravings being in common between the, the locket and the cigarette case, you know, and we thought, that seems like it's implying a connection, you know. I like I thought it was deeper. I thought there was some like extra thing going on there that would explain that, but it was just like, no, 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 no. That was just showing that it's the same person. That like that was another clue that tied it back to the constable. Like it, yeah. it wasn't some elaborate, like, oh, the numbers mean blah blah blah. Like it didn't matter yeah. at all what they were. Yeah, and there wasn't... Uh, now, did they say who the locket was for? Who the locket was for? Uh, it seems like it's he just planned hard. to plant it. I think that but was he, a lie. But but it wasn't like... but it So it was, you think, an M for Moriarty. He oh, lied shit. and said... I forgot about the it, M. Engrave it something for my sweetheart. But he really he he put an M for the Moriarty thing, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The W for Wincott or whatever. Right. Like, like, oh, this is for my sweetheart, but now I'll use it for Finnegan. So let me turn it upside down. And did it right, me. right. Yeah, yeah. Winnie, what's her name from Wales? Uh, didn't come up at all in this letter. So she was the mastermind behind it all, <laughs> and she was nice to him. So I'm like, oh, you're cheating on your husband, and now you're. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was really suspicious of that character. Like even more so than the charwoman. And yet, like yeah. the charwoman yeah. gets a whole paragraph here, whereas like she doesn't even merit a mention. So it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's clear from this that basically like the only suspects that we should have considered were the charwoman, uh uh butchered and Gorwood. And and the constable, yeah. obviously. The constable, yeah. Like the yeah. and Finnegan himself, of course. But like yeah. that—that that was it. Like those were the suspects. Like the end. Those are the main characters, literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's also a clue about you yep. know how to figure out who did what with these letters. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a main character and not some some ancillary character, even if they someone have some lines. In, someone who's mentioned in multiple letters. Yeah. And if they're mentioned in all the letters, yeah. Then it's even better. Yeah, that's that's a major sign, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, I I I definitely got confused by some of these lines. Like it's like yeah. it's written in this way where it feels like it knows what it's saying, but like yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like this thing, this, this, this thing that we already read, like it's his interviews with you. This is Mr. Tierney. His interviews with you and your former friend, Matt convinced me of not only your innocence, but that of Butchard and Gorwid, but also 
and that of Butchard and Gorwid, but also of Sala's guild. The information we found in your former colleague suggested that neither would have a motive to steal the astrolabe. And if you, Mr. Finnegan, were the thief, then why would you, already imprisoned, have agreed with oh. this notion? Agree with the notion that Mac and Ken have no motive to steal the astrolabe. So if Finnegan were the thief, why would he agree that these other... Ah, that's the point. He should want yes. to push suspicion yes. on them. Ah, yes. okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. It wasn't that hard, but for some reason, I yeah, could not make that Yeah, written leap. is really strange. <laughs> Uh, you may have been attempting some sort of manipulation, but your final statements indicated that you were unaware of a large part of the constable's accusation. Okay, okay, yeah, I don't think okay. I really. I take that issue with that. I do take issue with this summation here. That in your final statements, you statements indicated you were unaware of a large part of the constable's accusation, but like, wh why would he volunteer that there were tracks left in the atrium? If he was the culprit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically saying because you didn't say some things, I don't think you did it. But he but those are the things he wouldn't say if he did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why would he give away the same stuff? way the constable is not is 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 not saying things because he did it, right? Y you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. also saying things because he did it, like the tracks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just find that to be a strangely um, problematic summation. I'm like, I feel like I can poke holes in that line. Of yeah, words. yeah. I agree, and I'm not even sure what he's saying. Is he saying that Sallow just told Sherlock Holmes that there were soap marks, but he was never going to put that in, like, an official... He wasn't going to make that part of the case? Like, is that what he's saying? Like, because otherwise, like, I don't... Yeah, I don't really understand what the point is supposed to be here. It's almost like I guess there were there were no there's no evidence there was actually soot marks. It only comes from Salo. Yeah. And I guess he's saying since that wasn't corroborated by anybody else that he just made it up. Um Yeah. But it's just a weird it's weird to say, you know, you didn't uh you you if you're the thief you didn't try to pin it on Mac and Ken. You agreed that they had no reason, no motive to steal it. Um, you could have been doing that as a manipulation, but in the last thing you told me, you didn't even know all the reasons why people think you did it. Mm -hmm. Be, from, because the constable said there were tracks left, and you, Finnegan, never mentioned that there were tracks left, which sounds like an obvious thing to leave out. If if he did it, didn't he leave out? I mean, I guess he did mention the case was broken, but not that he said he saw it, right? I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of other, if he did it, what did he leave out? I feel like there's a lot. Um, okay, okay. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, that's a weird. That's a weird. Line. Yeah, is it like Sherlock is expecting him to be like, well, I know there were soot marks in there, but blah 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 blah. You know, like. Why like would like he... to bring it up to defend against it, but it's yeah. like that's his game. Yeah. Yeah. Just if he's guilty, like why would he bring up stuff? I guess that maybe makes he's saying, guilty? okay, okay. Now I, I know I've just like been 
chipping at it, and now I'm like, maybe I'll support it. <laughs> like, maybe he's saying, like, you gave all all the other details you gave were corroborated by mm-hmm. other people, but you didn't mention that there were chimney tracks. And if there were really chimney tracks and you did it, you would have mentioned them if there because you would have wanted to make an explanation for them. Okay. I guess that's what he's saying. Yeah. And so the fact that you didn't even mention them meaning means you didn't even know about them. And the fact that nobody else mentioned them means they probably weren't there since the culprit the, the person who is saying they were there is probably the person who did it. I right. guess that's what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just you have to read between the lines a lot to <laughs> Yeah. It's like connection. reading reading the solution is part of the mystery. It's like what yeah. does the solution mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be that hard to interpret. Um that's really confusing. Um Okay. Uh let's see. Yeah, I'm just reading the rest of this part. So he's saying, okay, it seems strange. Uh, I noticed Sala was the only one claiming he saw the, the sip mark. Uh, which is great. We did talk about that, right? That he yeah. knew Finnegan was a chimney sweep, so he's going to... I guess that's the thing I didn't think was true. I thought there were actual sip marks. I thought he faked Me them. too. Me too. But this is just saying he just claimed there were there, but they probably weren't there. They weren't there. even there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is really funny. It is. It is. You get away with a lot. and It was sit all over the place, guys. You couldn't. You couldn't step one step. There was more soot than glass in there. (laughs) There was a lot of glass. You know how much glass there was. (laughs) There was a whole continent full of glass in that one room. But there was more, even more soot. It was just, it was. Imagine soot. Imagine glass. And that's all there is. <laughs> soot okay, and so glass forever and glass. ever. The next uh, George R. R. Martin. Uh, <laughs> glass. Okay. Um, so Denise says, "I hastily dispatched another associate, Ned Lottie, because." You know it's a potty if you get in Lottie. <laughs> potty with Lottie. <laughs> uh, he says, okay, only two days later, after the Lottie was let loose, he received a letter from Mr. Lottie to the final pieces of information. I would need to call for Solo's immediate arrest and your release from prison. So I think that was Lottie. letter four. Okay. Lottie's report, unbeknownst to him, Lottie didn't even know this. <laughs> no, of course not. Lottie's oblivious. His report <laughs> indicated that Constable Bentley Solo had lied on more than one occasion in his attempts to incriminate you for his own crimes and for what he believed was an underlying connection to Professor James Moriarty. Okay, I wanted to stop there. Yeah. So he's just like, hey. This Moriarty thing was some period of time ago. It didn't seem like it was yesterday. Finnegan's been trying to get a job for a while. So I feel like it's been at least a few months. Um, but he's like, hey, you you didn't pay the price for your association with Moriarty. So and and I know you're coming to the campus. 
I guess that's the thing, right? He didn't say, oh, well, who's coming to for a tour tomorrow? Oh, Finnegan. I don't know who that is. I'm going to research everyone who's coming tomorrow just because. <laughs> oh, look, Finnegan has a connection to Moriarty. I'm upset about that. Okay, we don't think that's what happened, right? Doesn't it mean that he would have already known about Finnegan's name? I mean, yeah, right? Because if he worked with his boss, yeah, I mean, they don't say that here in the letter, but yeah, yeah that makes That's more true. sense. He heard Finnegan as an associate of Moriarty when his boss was doing stuff. Yeah, right? he and sees so the name. He's like the one, the one that got away. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, okay, um, you're coming here. I know who you are. Now I see you're coming here. Yeah. I'm going to pin this crime on you. And if I can make ass. a buck. Hey, all hey, the better. Hey, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a completely moral person. I mean, like my, I have an oath here to to dispense justice, but also justice from my pockets. Yeah, it's really like, aren't you just a crappy Moriarty? Like, why are you so like, you know, like, Funny. oh my god, he, he became what he hated. Yeah, like you're committing crimes over here, and you're like, hey, you need to go down because you were associated with this criminal. He's Batman. Yeah, live long enough to see yourself become a villain, right, Stalo? <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what happened. It is. Villain. Oh my it's god! A tragic story. Yeah. Wow. A tale as old as time. Wow. Who knew he was so archetypical? Wow, Stalo. <laughs> Yeah, wow, even his name. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of person who's going to go low. I mean, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Bentley Solo. Bentley yeah. Solo. Yeah. That's like, yeah, it's a uh uh what's his name? Sammy Jenkins, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember Bentley Solo? <laughs> it's like the Oedipus, I mean not Oedipus, uh, the um Icarus story, right? It's like Yeah. It becomes a shorthand for uh hey, don't be too beholden to your to your beliefs because you might end up going completely against them. Remember Bentley Salo. Bentley Salo, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you gotta let things go and they don't don't turn your obsession, right? I feel like Sherlock should have underlined that point, but Yeah. That would have been there. a fun morality lesson there to be like, hey, this is I see he's like, I see this all the time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the difference, right? When does a when does a hero become a villain, right? Yeah, yeah, oh. definitely. Wow, yeah. Because yeah, it's it would so be one tragic. thing if it was like, oh, you know, uh, I I I used, you know, I, whatever. Like I used a fake one, and I had the real one, and I gave it back, and I I exactly. paid for the repair of the case, and you know, like. Yeah. It was or just to take this guy down, you he know. He entices, you know, he does a slightly immoral thing and entices Finnegan to steal it or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's like in in pursuit of justice. I'm gonna commit a crime and make a profit from it. <laughs> yeah, like how does that make sense? I don't understand. Um. And that's the thing too, right? They didn't connect it to any gambling, right? They didn't say, okay, he had a mo- he needed the money. No. It wasn't just about the justice. 
against Finnegan. He needed the money for some other reason. Just for fun. Like he lost, like he lost to, who's, who's the one who's gambling? Butchered? Or who's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think gambling so. guy. So it's like, yeah. oh, he lost a bunch of money. Also, what they didn't talk about that we went into great depths about is um, all the women, the Me Too movement. Yeah, uh, yeah none of yeah. that was related. Nah, that didn't matter at all. The char woman and the and the um, what do they call it? The room women, <laughs> the uh, uh, the the chambermaid. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, chamber. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's chambermaid means room woman. It's the same thing. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, just translated from English to <laughs> old English. Um, and uh, so none of that mattered. Uh, there's no con- there, he, you know, the woman wasn't his, the woman from Wales wasn't no. his part. No, uh, there was no reveal like that. Yeah, there wasn't the... like, yeah, he needed the money to charm this woman that he, I guess she didn't even with. know that it was in there. I guess like. She was just like, what? I just brought you water. Like, I didn't know there was a thing in there. I brought you dirty water. What do you want from me? <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to be back two more times today. Like, leave me alone. I come three times a day. It's always horrible. I'm from Wales. What do you want? <laughs> I think that's what's interesting. I think we put way more life into the characters than Sherlock yeah. Holmes did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's true. a lot of people we spent a lot of time talking about. Yeah, yeah, way too much, way too yeah. much. And they had. No I mean, remember the time. suspicions of like Elsie or whoever Ella yes. or whoever that was. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the other yeah. school, like yep. we we yep. went on a whole she, thing about that in the first. Yes, she, her school needs more money, so she's trying to get donors. Yeah, and he decided to steal the astrolabe so that the school looks bad. Her rival school looks bad, and the donors come to her school or whatever. You yeah. know, and she uses Finnegan as a pawn and the whole thing. And yeah, now she's just a nice, normal woman. No, just trying to help, and wasn't even in the area at all. So there was no, yeah, like I gotta learn from that. Like the suspects are characters that are like known to be in the area. Like it's not going to be like say, some random person from earlier. I'm disappointed story. that Max Music didn't break the glass. Max Music didn't do shit. Apparently, it was just, it just prevented them from hearing. I guess the glass so. being broken. Yeah, that's all that meant. By by coincidence, right? I mean, did he did the constable even know that that was going to be happening? I like, guess he was going to do it anyway. He just got right? lucky. Yeah, he just got lucky. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, they didn't do anything with that. that I'm like, I'm like that was so ingenious of us to figure that out. It didn't <laughs> even happen. <laughs> that that wrong theory was genius. No, it's, I mean it happens sometimes, you know. <laughs> Sometimes the theories are better than uh, the thing that actually yeah. happens. I mean, hey, I mean, I think we've all seen a few examples of that, you know? I can't think of six seasons worth <laughs> of, of it. I think we can, you can think of your top five examples. Let us know your top five examples um, of theories that were better than the actual answer. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, when you pick it apart, so deeply like it's clear from this that you know there was there was just a a decent portion of of the letters that were just extraneous 
stuff that was either red herring or, or just background detail that you know didn't really contribute to the case or or solving the mystery like it was just like okay well you know we need these things to kind of flesh this out and make this like kind of work as a story but you know like characterization and all that it was it was just like here's the thing you need to know like this guy's like i don't know harassing women at the gambling table that's that's all we got i don't know yeah that's the thing that's just like it's just like filler color but it doesn't actually matter for the case yeah 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 like if 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 it had come up you know if there had been a discrepancy about it someone else is like no he was always a perfect gentleman or you know like if there was a reason you know maybe it could have carried forward but when it's just a thing that's kind of mentioned and like never discussed you think because it's mentioned that it matters but if it's now it's like well if it's mentioned only once it probably doesn't matter yeah i think that's the key that's the key like because the thing with the cuff like it came back you know it came back in a few different ways and that was a clue that that actually does matter and that was like a major like clue in 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 the whole case so imagine if the constable didn't do the whole you tore my cuff thing so like Mm -hmm. like anakin doesn't mention that he had a torn cuff yeah uh the constable doesn't mention a torn cuff yeah, and then all we would have is Mac and Ken saying that he was, he was, he was, he was uh, fixated on his cup. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't even know what that meant. Yeah, no one no, else. Would it, it would be totally out of context. I mean, maybe we could guess I'm it just now. Saying Solo should have shut up about his cup. Yeah, because no one would have thought that that meant anything. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that was basically. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The other part is is finding i guess the charwoman said she saw a thread oh yeah yeah yeah. so we would just have to piece together she saw a thread and he was fixated on his cup and he said there was no fabric and he said there was no fabric but i think he should say nothing about anything so i would say even that's gone and so you just have the two points of yeah he's fixated on his cuff and there's a torn thread and I don't think that'd be enough to be like, he's guilty. Well, I, so to me, like once we get to the fourth letter and he's uh, going to the jeweler with the rubies, to me, that's like the the smoking gun. Like that's the part where it's like, okay, like whatever story we tell, like he ended up with the rubies. So yes, either someone else stole it and gave him the rubies or he stole the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and one of the things we, we were we we miss it was a slightly different way to think about it was uh because we you know he goes to the jeweler and he the jeweler points out which that there's a fake ruby it's a garnet or whatever right yeah um and we thought that meant that he knew one might be fake yeah but he was just wanting to see the value of them because he already it wasn't like oh one's fake great now i can plant this he had already planned to plant it but wanted to know which is the which was most the cheapest valuable yeah and he got even the better jackpot one's so non-valuable totally worthless that's why he was so yeah. glad yeah. yeah 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 otherwise he just sort of planted whatever the one was with the smallest value which i i didn't really guess even though it's a yeah. simple answer yeah, I was like, well, how did he know one was fake? But he didn't know which one was fake, right? right. Because that was the whole thing, too, right? If he, he told Finnegan, oh, you know how to discern rubies. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's and I guess weird. In hindsight, is he saying that because he couldn't discern which was that that was the fake one until the jeweler pointed out? So, so he just had a very clear experience of how hard it is to know which rupees are fake because he didn't know one was fake until mm-hmm. it was pointed out to him. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you can discern a ruby, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it doesn't mean much because if you, you know, if you say, hey, that's a ruby and it's like a red thing. Yeah, well, yeah, and it was actually fake anyway, so yeah. it's like, he's not that That's good funny. at it. Yeah, he's actually bad at <laughs> He's as bad as you at it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just funny. That's it's like, funny. he's telling this he's telling this thing to, like, incriminate yeah. this guy, but then, like, he knows it's actually not real, so, yeah. but he's insinuating that it is real, and that that's his ability to notice the thing. Yeah. I don't know, it's... <laughs> It's got some layers. It's yeah. kind of a lot. I don't know. Doesn't seem necessary to do all that, but <laughs> it did happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else stands out here? Um, just rereading this part. Okay. He got the cigarette case. Yeah, I guess he didn't really underline why the case and the locket have etchings on them. He just basically, you know, he didn't say, oh, the, you know, in the 1800s, we would etch numbers at a pawn shop on the things we buy. So, right. therefore, they came from Mr. Rayburn. You know, he just says they got he got it from them. Yeah. 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 Because, oh, basically, because he asked him to engrave something. So it's like, well, if it's got engravings on it, then it came from Rayburn. But not yeah. necessarily like because it's a pawn job. Mm-hmm. Just because Rayburn does engravings. It's right. like that. So Yeah. 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 And we talked about that too. And it, it seems kind of vague and like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We were supposed to connect dots there. I mean, it also seems to me like from what we're saying, like, you know, uh, I mean, if you want to solve it from letter one, like it's pretty, you know, I mean, we, he was a suspect in letter one, no doubt, mm-hmm. but you know, by the time you get to the last letter, like it's kind of overdetermined. Like there's like multiple reasons as outlined here to believe that the constable's guilty. So, you know, by the time you get to the end, like we didn't even need the cuff, you know, it's like, there was like multiple yeah. lines of, of uh, reasoning that lead lead to the same place so anyway i'm just you know if we do another one of these like once we get like multiple things that point in the same direction that, that seems like a, a likely reason to believe that mm-hmm. you know because uh uh they seem to like to make sure it's 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 not just the one thing that un- unlocks the case like there's 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 a series of things yeah I'm trying to, I'm reading this part where he's talking about Solo and why, why would he steal the astrolabe in such an indiscreet manner? Oh. Um, good question. Oh, I guess he, I guess he's, at some point Solo says that he visited both pawnbrokers. That's not a thing I remember. Because that's a clue that he was lying about something, or it's a clue that 
Oh, where is that? Oh, Salatu would have learned this when he, quote, visited them both, as he claimed. Ah, yeah, I think that's something I didn't catch. Um, let's see. Uh, visited them both. Let's see if I can find that. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. I think the second letter was the only one. Yeah, it's gotta be right? the second one. Um, because that's Salo's letter. Okay, let's see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Ah, okay, yeah. It's funny. It's 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 funny that Holmes like puts. All right, let me make sure I'm right about this. Holmes puts <laughs> quote visited them both. Uh, whereas I look at the letter and it is implied that he visited them both, but it doesn't. He doesn't literally say I visited them both. At least I don't see it here. It says. I will also note that I've inquired to see if Finnegan might have sold or pawned the astrolabe. The artifact has not been sold or offered to either of the local pawnbrokers. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. So, That's a real deep inference there. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, like, that implies that he visited them both. But he didn't say that he visited them yeah, both. Yeah, just... but why would he... Why why would he even be telling the truth? He's taking what he says here as fact. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I get that it's like kind of a discrepancy that he doesn't mention that one of them is like completely not operating anymore. Like that's kind of weird. I don't even know why he would do that. Does he not know? Like I <laughs> kind of confused by that. But that, but that's even that's a, such a strange leap, right? For for I was gonna say Gandalf for Sherlock to take, um, because what he says the artifact has not been sold or offered to either of the local prom brokers, mainly because one is closed. Yeah, and like, yeah. why can't that be true in what he said? That's what's strange. It really can be. That's why I'm saying like he didn't literally say he visited them, yeah. so it's like you don't. He could have visited one and the other one was closed. And he's like, well, it clearly hasn't been sold. Hasn't sold to either of them. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's not, I don't know. It's it's almost like there was an earlier draft of the letter where he said, I I'm, oh, I visited them both and they cut that line and then forgot. Yeah. I mean, there's a way in which you can look at quotes, visited them both to have Sherlock mean that that's an inference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And not I, a quote. But like, tough. if you look earlier at the quotes, like engrave something for a sweetheart, like, you know, yeah, like these are things that are actually in the letter, you know, no yeah. finger marks or remnants the... of fabric, small stone, brown, speckled with verdigris. These are all like literal yeah, quotes. You're right. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it should come off like a quote. Yeah, it's like, it's just strange to phrase it that way. Like, 
I, I like why not just say he claimed to have visited them both, but that was false. Like I like why put a quote if he never. Yeah, you're right. Said that I don't know. I yeah, uh, yeah. I find that very strange. Um, seems like there's some yeah. I don't know. Now here's a weird sentence. The next sentence. <laughs> Okay. Ms. Rayburn proceeded to confirm Salo's lie when he said that nobody had been in his shop since the since May the first. Is he saying the lie was that? What's the lie? The lie was that the jewels weren't the astrolabe wasn't sold to one of the pawn shops. Wait. Uh. Okay. Okay. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so confused. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting lost in I'm getting lost in the negative here. So if you if what does it mean to confirm a lie? Does does it mean does it mean it means, it means <laughs> Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like does is it, it does that mean that it's true or false? Does it mean it shows that the lie is a lie? Or does it mean it show it's it makes it seem like the lie is true? Like I <laughs> I guess confirm his lie versus confirm that he's lying. Confirm that he's lying. Yeah, I feel like that's what he's saying, right? Like, because he said he visited them both, but Mr. Abram said no one had been in the shop. So that confirms that it's a lie. That he didn't visit either of them. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Okay, okay. I wouldn't have gotten that. But okay, so the lie wasn't that... Anything about the jewels, the lie was about that he visited them both. That's the lie. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I mean, okay. maybe not. No, I but... like that. No, that makes sense. That, yeah. It's, it's, it's directly related. Yeah, okay. Yeah. His lie was that he visited them both. So Rayburn confirmed the lie, which means to make it... Yeah, to confirm a lie confirm... is to prove that a, the lie it's was a false. lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a weird way to say that. But yeah, I think that's why I was really confused by this statement. So wait, Mac convinced him of his innocence? How did Mac convince Sherlock of Finnegan's innocence? Mr. Tierney's interviews with you and your former friend Mac... Okay, well, let's go back to Mr. Tierney. Uh, let's see, what was that? Is that letter three, I think? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see, second part. All right, let's see what Mac had to say in letter three. Um, let's oh, see. Mac. Uh, yeah, I know, it's like, what? Uh, okay, um, blah, 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 okay. Oh, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Um, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Here we go. Um, okay. Still scroll. Wait, where, where did this happen? <laughs> I didn't find it. Uh, did I pass it? He had two letters. Tyranny? I mean, two and one. Two and one. Yeah, yeah, but one of them's from Finnegan. Oh, you're right. One is from Finnegan. Sorry. Um, Tierney's just the second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's see. I visit 
two pawn shops. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me make sure I'm reading this right before I hold on. His interviews, meaning Tierney, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> With you and your former friend Mac convinced me. Okay. So so yeah, so where, where where's the interview? I don't okay. Did I pass it? Let's see. Okay, so here he talks to the shopkeeper. Um and we got these, yeah, we got these gemstones. Uh, balance shop closing out sick. Gemstones okay. here, gemstones. Get the gemstones <laughs> over here. Uh, yeah, this is him talking to Rayburn. This is Rayburn. Uh, they talk about Mac and Ken here. Uh, uh, Mac's always looking to make some quick money, huh? Does that count as an interview? <laughs> yeah, didn't wasn't Mac in the next letter? Didn't Mac get interviewed in the next letter by uh, is it Lottie? Is that what who he means by his? Like the change of subject there is tough. And now it's supposed to be, let's just find out, but it's supposed to be Matt. I mean, um, Again, see, it, the previous paragraph ends with not a great cause for alarm until reading the rest of Mr. Tierney's notes. Right? That, I mean, that's got to be leading to his interviews with you and your former friend Mac, convinced me of not yeah, only your, I, right? Maybe, but maybe let's, let's see if Mac is in the, the Lottie letter because he does maybe. interview Finnegan. Like, there's a part at the end where he interviews Finnegan. You know, so like what that's accurate. Interview Mac. Yeah, did they cut the Mac interview? I'm I'm gonna start. This is like the deleted yeah, scene of these letters. That's what I'm wondering. Like, or did they? Yeah, did he did he say the wrong person? He meant to say Lottie. But okay, okay, yeah. Is there a Mac interview in here? Uh, let's see. Uh, I do yeah, feel like there was. Yeah, there was. I remember there was a thing where it's like, oh, Bob. Oh, here it is. I found it. I found it. Um, yeah. Uh, Mr. Gorwood was unfortunately not present. This is page two, second to last paragraph. But I did yeah. meet both Mac and Butchard and the charwoman, Miss Northcott. Yeah, Mr. Butchard seemed... Yeah, so he... The, it's just... Damn it, Holmes! You don't even know who said what. Like, come on. How is Holmes not keeping up with Holmes? Didn't even know. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Somebody may know. Like, I think we spent we put more mental effort in this case than Holmes did. I agree. I agree. God, he's like he doesn't even know. Like tyranny, Lottie. Who cares? It's all the same. Yeah, he outsourced all of the investigation to all these other people. So he's taking their word for it. Yep. Yep. Okay, so Mr. Butcher seemed galled to be disturbed for questions again, but he corroborated what what we already knew. Ken came running to my office screaming. He rarely does either, so I knew something was amiss. He told me about the glass in the atrium. Then we asked Elsie to keep watch and ran to find the constable. Rather cowardly to leave a woman with the criminal, blah, 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 blah. Mr. Butcher finished. We found Sallow outside of the lecture halls, fixated on his shirt sleeve, and called out to him from the top of the corridor. He asked, was all that noise you two? He's not so bright. We asked him to follow us to the atrium after he inspected the broken... He's not so bright. 
you know, we, we, we pointed that out as a weird thing to say, but mm-hmm. really it's a, it's a, it's standing out because it's pointing to the fact that that's, that's a lie. Like he's, yeah, he, he caused the noise. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we asked him to follow us to the atrium after he inspected the broken display case. He questioned us like you. He wanted to know if we'd seen anybody else that morning. None of us had after reviewing the list of visitors for the previous days. He then asked Ken and I if any seemed suspicious. We hesitated to call Finnegan's visit suspicious, but it was certainly odd and uncomfortable. Ken didn't think Finnegan would have had the cheek to commit a crime like that. I'm less surprised to see him in irons. He was Professor Moriarty's assistant after all. So that's what he said. Okay. I'm a little confused now because it's not that definitive that Ken, I mean, sorry, that Max specifically didn't think Finnegan could do it. Ken seems to, he says he didn't think he could do it. But Mac is the one that's less surprised. His interviews with you and your former friend, his, the two his, interviews with you and your former friend, Mac, convinced me of not only your innocence, but that of Butchard and Gorwood, but also, and that of Butchard and Gorwood, but also of Salah's guilt. Okay. Hmm. I mean, you know, he talks about some of the stuff from that interview. You know, there's the thing about the cuff. Obviously, that, you know, plays a role uh in the thing um and uh uh i guess um i guess yeah i guess it's talking yeah, about the I, mean, I mean if, if you get general you could say hey listen like from what max said he basically said i'm not surprised given his connection to moriarty and if and, and that's not a very good um, that's not a very strong case. Yeah. He didn't say anything that would really make it seem like he did this crime, right? So maybe that's what, you know, I, I'll give Sherlock that. Like, he's just basically saying, hey, yeah, he told me he he's not surprised because of the connection to Moriarty, but if that's all he had to say, if that's the strongest evidence he has of Finnegan's guilt, then that's nothing. Yeah. Although, didn't Sherlock say he was like, this is all about Moriarty, y'all. At the beginning, it seemed like we were headed for like, there's a secret Moriarty connection. And then it just kind of disappeared at a certain point. Yeah, he's like, I knew that Moriarty played a role in the solution, but until I had all the facts in my disposal, can I understand how? It was very minor. Yeah, how? how? Just because... That was yeah. the reason this guy was framed? Like, is that yeah. all he means? Yeah, that's all he means. Okay, okay. I mean, that's what the first letter said. Like, I... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that doesn't make you a genius. Looks like, I have a novel idea. <laughs> I bet Moriarty like, has something to do with it. It's like the first thing from the first letter. Like, yeah. they're framing me because I was associated with Moriarty. I knew that Moriarty would play a role in the solution. <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Easiest thing to know. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. That really made me think we were headed for like some surprise reveal, but. Huh? No. Yeah. I thought Moriarty was still in business. And they're yeah. like, yeah, he, he engineered this and he stole, you know, we thought he was done, but now he's back. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 That's what I was expecting. Definitely. Um, uh, 
Well, I mean, I guess you know the basics are there. Um, I think yeah. we, yeah, we, 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 we um, honed in on some stuff that was complete red herrings. Um, yes, and some things that you know the gambling didn't matter. Coming up with a mathematical formula to no, win no, no. didn't matter. The, the fact that it was an astrolabe didn't really matter. It was no. just incidental. It was just it was basically a, a MacGuffin. It was a valuable thing that could be stolen yep. and and you know used to frame someone and and pawn for money or whatever. Like it didn't really matter what it was. And so he didn't have that big a reason. He didn't need the money to get married. No. Charm somebody. He wasn't really even surprised. Get a better job. He was yeah. Uh, um. I thought the yeah. solution to have more stuff along those lines, like explaining the whys and and even the hows, you know, than it really did. Must be explained, yeah. It kind of just brushes even over like the details. When, yeah, like even when you know, when did the constable plant the mm-hmm. the chimney, the astrolabe in the chimney, and yeah, 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 separately the... from the the locket with the ruby, you know, like. Why it's, did he do it the way he did it? Yeah. Oh, like that's yeah, skipped over. Yeah, it's it's totally unclear. Like it makes no sense. And uh yeah, I, I yeah, and there's just there's inconsistencies like between the solution and the actual letters that, that make it seem like they cut stuff or they got confused about who said what. Yeah, <laughs> that's like... weird. That's that's what you don't expect that the final letter is wrong about the details you can corroborate. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you you can just pull them up, you know, and you would think like whoever wrote this could look at the letters. Make sure that it it's actually right. Yeah, <laughs> like read what it says. Like does that make sense? Did that really come from the place you said it came from? Like Yeah. You know, this it isn't that long. I don't know. I mean, wow. I'm not saying it's nothing, but it's just like you know, I get it. Like on a TV show, like they got, you know, it's a tight yeah. schedule. They got, they got to be writing and 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 editing yep. and overseeing all these facets of the production. And it's like this hectic, mm-hmm. like factory. They're churning out stuff. You know, they're filming stuff. Of course, like mistakes get made in that kind of environment. You know, because it's really hard to like be really careful about every single detail when you have all this other like large you know uh, all these yeah. large tasks that you know are in a way like more important than those things you know yeah. but it kind of feels to me like these letters are, are almost only that you know like the the whole way they work is as a vehicle to give you these clues and you know those clues should all like fit together make sense and then be used in the solution in a clear and consistent way and it's like I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is it is it like if you wrote it too straightforwardly, if you didn't like mess up a bit, then like it would be too easy? I don't know. I just or they just messed up. Like, I just find it very strange. Well, they messed up on things that you could fix. That's what's weird, and they don't matter. So they didn't. You know, yeah, that's, that's what's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. With I would think the solution and like yeah, Max statement convinced me that not only you were innocent, but everyone else was innocent. Yeah. And, I- I think that's the thing that that's that I'm surprised about in terms of the the, the writing of the, the the mystery is Sherlock didn't do anything that I would consider quintessential Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, which is pinpoint on the detail everybody else missed and illustrate how that was key to solving everything. 
Yeah. He did the opposite of that by saying, some people I had interview you guys convinced me. Like mm-hmm. That's the opposite of, of the quintessential Sherlock Holmes thing, which is to be like, ah, yes, the temperature of the muddy water that the, you know, um, woman brought in, you know, <laughs> related to the origin of that garnet, which could only have been purchased on the winter solstice, you know, right. like, you know, like the, the real Sherlock Holmes stuff of like, you have to be a super genius in order to solve. This is not a case you have to be, I mean, clearly it's not a case you have to be super genius because he outsourced all of this. Like, and maybe that's yeah. like a funny reality to these, to the, to the series. Yeah. Is that none of these cases are going to be the ones where you really need Sherlock Holmes full intelligence to solve. Mm-hmm. By yeah. virtue of the fact that they're writing to, you know, sort of quote to us, the right. consultant detective, and this is stuff we should be able to solve. And yeah. it's funny if that's what the company says is they're out. Like, it's actually a hilarious idea. Like, we don't actually have to write the most intelligent mysteries ever because of the fact these are the mysteries we want the average person to be able to solve. Right. And not the mysteries only Sherlock Holmes could solve. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. 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 Which which makes sense, but <laughs> it's like I was... an automatic. Yeah, it's like it's like a get out of jail free card. It's like, well, I guess it makes sense that these aren't that great because they can't be, or else we wouldn't be able to solve them. I, I guess it would be harder, but it kind of makes me wish they had like a, a difficulty selection you know where you could get like an easier one or a harder one and you know like then then it wouldn't because you know what all all you need to do to make that happen is have have a different final letter i think you could have one letter that gives a simple solution like this one Mm-hmm. And then you get one letter that's our thing, where it was like Max music, right. played opera, and it hit the frequency, and that you know, and so all the detail because it's like you can make a different solution out of the same building blocks, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Original yeah. answer, it's all fiction, right? So maybe, yeah, maybe that would be actually a good idea and a very easy way to do it is just if you want the hard solution, you get a different letter from Sherlock. Yeah. That was like a crazy explanation. Elaborate answer that involves connecting all sorts of dots that are like not really that obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The music, the upside down M, all that business. Like that kind of stuff. Upside down M. He's in love with the wind, the whatever. Yeah. 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 Winnie Winnie from Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Winnie from Wales. And Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Well, maybe we should just write our own solution. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should. We'll, we'll write our version, and we can have the uh, listeners compare. You can have, mm-hmm. have our typical version. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What? Well, yeah, where did you? Did any of you like? I don't know. Um, agree with our? Yeah. I don't know. I it's it's weird. I am curious for the listeners. Yeah, write us on Patreon. Like, let us know what you thought of this resolution and what you were thinking this whole time. Is it is it how far off from what you were thinking, or is it spot on? Did you expect it to be more difficult or easier? Yeah, I'm curious. It's a it's an interest. I I like I like it as a service. It's definitely interesting. 
Yeah. Um, and from us reading the solutions on the blog, it seems like the cases vary pretty pretty wildly. Definitely. Yeah. So that's that's good. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what the next one is, and and maybe uh, yeah, maybe it'll be, I don't know what. It'll be different at least. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else to uh, go over before we wrap it up? Uh, no. I mean, I think that's it. You know. Uh, yeah. It was a unique experience. I mean, I think you know, uh, despite the fact that we went on a lot of tangents and maybe we uh, zeroed in on a lot of details that didn't matter. I do think like, you know, we caught like most of the things that contributed to the solution. So I definitely think we have the the right kind of attention to details that should lead us to be able to solve these. And I think maybe maybe the challenge going forward is like how early can we get a solution, you know? Because I think we were suspicious of the constable in letter one um already just from just from the weirdness of the thing with the cuff and all that and i think we even mentioned the idea that he, maybe he tore the cuff stealing the thing you know in, yeah. in the first yeah. one you could know? we have gotten the why uh the first letter i mean the why wasn't that great so i think just by you know <laughs> guessing the simplest possible why maybe so but, the why is because he he bought into Finnegan's poor reputation. Yeah, I guess like, so. Hey, yeah. guilty by association. <clears throat> that's yeah. it. Like, yeah. He didn't actually have a why outside of himself. Yeah. It was all about Finnegan. So what we, we tried to give him a, a bigger why. Yeah. yeah. Finnegan, but he, he was just like, nope, it's just about this guy and his bad reputation. It's the original thing that's like mentioned right away. No one wants to hire me because I'm associated with Moriarty. Everyone wants to arrest me because I'm associated with Moriarty. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's why am I being framed? Thing. Because I'm associated with Moriarty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a, and a little extra cash. Like it's, yeah, it's like a very, very simple. So yeah, I, I feel like we like, could have come up with it. They didn't say he needed money. They didn't no. be, you know, there wasn't like, oh man, he can't afford to get that cuff fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I think we assumed that he wouldn't be paid as well and and that, like, he might, you know, want a promotion or he might want to, like, have a a more important or interesting job, you know, which all makes sense. But yeah, there's like nothing. Yeah, I mean, I guess they did confirm, you know, he does go to the pawn shop, so he needs money to buy random, like, things with numbers engraved on them. He just gets uh, things with numbers engraved on him. There's, yeah, any, again, any no reason for that. It's like yeah. I don't care. Just put some numbers on. Just it. give me some numbers. Are there numbers on it? Then I want it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's that's a weird one. That's a weird one. They could have cut that. I think I could have solved the mystery without that weird connection that yeah. <laughs> doesn't really yeah. even make sense. Yeah. Because you know, and if it you didn't have matter like, that he bought them at a pond, it didn't really matter. The no, yeah, that doesn't matter. And if you have like a weird like preference for like having you know numbers engraved on your on your metal like jewelry and <laughs> and, and trinkets, you know, like don't use those to plant the crime seed. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? You know, I I don't know. Like, who's gonna piece it together? <laughs> sure, like Holmes will piece it together. I guess so. I guess that was his hubris. He really yeah, thought he could get away with anything. 
Um, okay, yeah, this was interesting. I yeah, this was this was fun. Yeah, I think I think we got our money's worth out of that. Yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about that stuff for many hours. So I think I wish the letters would have come with better cadence. Um, so do I. Very much yeah. so. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, yeah, we'll see how the maybe the next one will be. I I don't really have high hopes, but we'll see. Maybe the next one will be uh, a bit better. You never know. Yeah. Well, we we're, we're getting the next one now. It's Jan. It's January twenty twenty three. Um, so, you know, we don't. We, since the first case from November took two months to get all the letters, we're not quite sure if letter number one we get next will be for December mm-hmm. or January. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a two month mystery, and that's just how life is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might be every two months, or or maybe they're just behind, and the next one will be in February. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's we'll only one way to find out. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thanks and namaste. <laughs> namaste and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>